Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming Podcast. My name is Tess. I'm Alexis. And we're your hosts of this podcast. Should I do the intro of <laughs> what Busy Blooming is? Oh, yes. Take us away. You may as well. Okay. <laughs> if you guys are not new, Busy Blooming is more than just a podcast. We have a Facebook group, a blog, a LinkedIn, Instagram community where you can take over the Instagram. And of course, we have a podcast. So if you're a woman in your 20s or in postgrad, make sure to join. Join the Facebook group, post anything you want, follow us on Instagram. And I think I think that covers it. Today, we have a really good episode. We have Taylor Mobley on the podcast. She's a business and productivity strategist. And we learned a lot. Like you guys are going to learn a lot in this episode, I swear. Um <laughs> She talked all about how to achieve everything you want in your 20s, why it's not too late to get your 2021 goals done, how to shift your mindset to being growth positive instead of having imposter syndrome. There's a lot of good stuff in there, so make sure to stay tuned for the episode. Before we get into it, as always, we wanted to hear from you guys, so we asked you over on Instagram some questions about today's episode, and we're excited to get into them. Yeah. Yeah. You guys always give them those premium answers, so make sure to follow us if you want to be part of the intro every single week. Um, okay, so we asked you guys two questions this week on Instagram, so do you want to take us away with number one? Yes. So the first question is, do you set monthly goals? 47% said yes, and 53 said no. What do you think? That's really close. That is close. That's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I know. Me too. I do not set monthly goals. But I know that you do. I do. <laughs> you know, in like at least in Toronto, I think in Halifax too, we were at a stay-at-home order from like November until like May, I think. Mm-hmm. It was like eight months. And yeah. during that time, like I was so unwell. We've talked about this. Like both of us were just. <laughs> I know. We were not okay. It was it was bleak. Like being, I know. Ours lifted for a bit in the middle. Yeah. But then we went back into it. So you had it way worse than I did, though. Yeah. I think. Toronto was pretty bad. Like, you couldn't, like, see anybody. Everything was closed. Like, hospitals mm-hmm. and groceries open. And, like, that was it <laughs> for, like, nine yeah. months almost. So during that time, I wasn't, like, feeling my best. <laughs> so we were not thriving. I was not thriving. <laughs> and I was not living my best life. So <laughs> that during that time, I just felt like... I was so, like, anxious all the time. Like, I wasn't drinking Mm -hmm. coffee, which actually helped a lot. But, like, definitely did not set any goals. I was like, I just want to get through this. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is the goal. Yeah. (laughs) Monthly goal. Like. Is to just survive. Get through it. Like, (laughs) go for one walk, maybe. Literally. I know. So, but recently, you know, things have been opening up. We got the vaccine. So, I've been feeling better. And I've set a lot of goals recently the last few months that's good yeah I just have never really done it yeah like I don't know why because I feel like I'd be the kind of person who would do me that. too I'm surprised you don't actually I know me too you should I just start. never have gotten into it yeah maybe I will start I know I think most of the stuff I said is like YouTube podcast busy blooming like stuff like that I don't really have like any actually personal goals which I know is really bad like you're supposed to have 50 50 I think I don't know I feel like you could set a goal to like work out five times a week or like yeah stuff like that yeah maybe I will maybe I'll start with like an easy goal and see how yeah. it goes and keep us like, posted <laughs> yeah it can become a new segment every yeah. week I'll be like okay this is how my goal is going <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I feel like it is good to set monthly goals like it probably would have been actually helpful like during the lockdown to set goals because then you feel like you're kind of like 
I don't know, like contributing to something. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it gives you structure almost. Yeah. Like something to do, you know? Totally. Like like something about like checking something off a list is just so satisfying. So it's mm-hmm. like at the end of the month, you're like, okay, I read three books and went for a walk every day. And like, I don't know, whatever it is. It's just like you're more intentional with your time, I feel like, which is good. Yeah. So something we talked about with Taylor was that it's just, it's never too late to achieve your 2021 goals, which I thought was really positive because I just feel like, yeah. especially with the year everyone's had, like, I'm sure we, most of us started 2021 not really knowing the pandemic would still be going on. Like, even now in almost September, it's still going mm-hmm. on. So, like, I think, I don't know, maybe we just kind of got thrown another curveball. So it's just... I don't know. I think it's a good perspective. Like, it's never too late. You can change them now. Like, there's still time. There's, like, four and a half months left of the year. Yeah. And I feel like even when, like, February hits and you haven't, like, Mm -hmm. done your resolutions, you're even in February, like, oh, it's too late now. Yeah. But you're only a month in. Exactly. you still have 11 more months to go. Totally. So we asked you guys on Instagram, what is one goal you guys had for 2021? And as always, the most premium answers were given. Before we read them, what is the 2021 goal that you had? One of mine was to read more. Mm. Because I used to read all the time when I was younger. Like, I was always that kid who was reading. Yeah. All the time. And then once I got to, like, later high school and throughout university, I totally stopped. Like, I was just like, I'm too busy. I don't have time to read. Like, I'm too cool (laughs) to read. And now I'm like, no. I need to get back into it. So I set a goal to read... I think it was 25 books this year. Oh, wow. Which isn't a ton. Like two a month. But it's, yeah, it's just nice to kind of ease back into it. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm like halfway through maybe. Mm -hmm. So I've been staying on track, which is very exciting. That's good. What's like the best book you've read so far? Oh, my God. Um, My favorite was Before We Were Strangers. So good. I read that too. So good. I read it in two days. Me too. It was so good. And I sobbed at the ending. And also the American Royals series. I'm obsessed with it. And then my number three is Normal People by Sally Rooney. Have you read it? No. Oh, my God. Have you seen the show? No. (laughs) Oh, my God. That book and that show, it, like, became my personality trait. (laughs) I'm not joking. You have to read it and you have to watch it. The only thing is the book doesn't have quotation marks. What? Which is very confusing. Why? I don't know. So, like, someone speaking, it will just go into them speaking, like, in the next sentence? Yeah. That's really weird. I mean, you get used to it, but when I first started, I was like, what am I reading? But, oh, my God, that book is amazing. I might reread it. I'm, like, inspiring myself to read it again. I need to read. <laughs> There's certain books, like, on TikTok that, like, everyone talks about. It's, like, yeah. Before We Were Stranger, it, it Ends With Us. Um, Seven mm-hmm. Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, like all those books I've read, and they're, they're so good. But they're like the basic like TikTok books, but they're I so know. good. I just bought The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I'm going to read it next. It's so good. It, it's so probably excited. like my favorite book I've read this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I would say even oh more than, than It Ends With Us. That's a good resolution to read more books because like I've started reading. I never used to read ever. I feel like when you're in university too, it's like you read so many textbooks and stuff or like you're supposed to. Yeah, it's like you don't want to read for fun. No, I know. So you just, I'd rather just watch TV for fun or something. But now as we're, you know, getting older in our 20s, read a little book before Getting (laughs) wiser. Older, wiser, so much advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What was yours? Well, one of my resolutions was to start a podcast. So, oh my God. 
ahead and look where we are. I know. We've started. We're on episode <laughs> 16, I think. Which is so that crazy. Is so crazy. I know. I know. Episode 16 and going strong. Yeah. yeah. We're not stopping. We're not stopping. We're not missing a week. We are here. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to stay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like my big one for the year. And another big one was to go part-time by the end of 2021 in my job. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think Do you think you will? I don't know. Next month is the first month that I could do it. So mm-hmm. like September is looking good. So we'll see how the fall goes. But I would love to work like nine to five, like mm-hmm. two days a week or three days. And then. Oh, yeah. And then have the other. Two. Yeah. Like just for like YouTube podcast days. So I don't know. Like I obviously wouldn't like my income wouldn't be like as good, but mm-hmm. I'd be close. Yeah. So. And I mean, it would probably make you way happier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, okay, should we get into some people's 2021 resolutions? Yeah. So many people have the same one as you. Read 25 books. Oh my god, twins. That's the exact same as you. <laughs> That's a, that Reading is a really good one, though. Like, reading is yeah. just so good for you in so many different ways. It's just... Yeah, and it's so nice because it gets you off your phone, too. Yeah. Somebody said their goal is to adopt a dog. Oh my god. I want a dog so bad. I wish that was my resolution. Like, I wish it was coming true. Someone said, build a healthier relationship with food in the gym. I love that. That's a good one, too. That's a hard goal, though. Like, that is such a huge mindset shift to, like, to, if you are someone who struggles with relationship with food, like, we have a whole episode on that with Selena Trevino. I definitely recommend that. But it's a really, that's a big one. Um, somebody said finish my digital marketing course and start my own business that's a good one. Ooh, that is an exciting one yeah that's very exciting go digital marketing highly recommend <laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> would recommend <laughs> someone said invest 50 percent of my income oh wow somebody said get a new job i love that for you me too I hope you, you go did. sis oh somebody said um be more self-loving instead of self-hating that's a really Ooh, good one that's a good one Again, like, that's so hard, but it's a good goal. I know. Like, shifting your mindset, like, these huge, like, mindset changes, like, take so long. I know, because it's easy to set a goal of, like, I want to read more, because, mm-hmm. like, you just do it. Mm-hmm. But then to be, like, I want to focus on loving myself rather than hating myself, yeah. like, that's a huge change. I know. Someone said, I'm graduating high school in 2022, so I want to get early acceptance to college. Oh, that's exciting. Wow. That's super exciting. You know what is such, not even like a life hack, but like just a thing you can do is what I did <laughs> is I really wanted to go to U of T, but I didn't mm-hmm. get in the first time. Like I didn't get in for my high school grades. So I went to okay. university. I went to a different university in first year that was like a lot easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went there. I got really, really high grades at that university and I transferred to U of T and I got in. Ooh. Yeah. Because they look a good at, tip. Because they look at your university grades, not your high school anymore. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, it's annoying. That, that wasn't my plan going in. Like, that just ended up happening. Like, I thought I was going to go mm-hmm. to that other school forever. But mm-hmm. that's just what it did. And I'm just saying. It. You're obviously, like, transfer, like a transfer student, which is a little bit awkward sometimes. But, like, if you want to go to certain university, you could try that. There you go. Life yeah. hack. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, care less about things I cannot control. I love that. Love that. That's such a good one. That, that was, like, one of the rules – 
I had when setting all of my goals this year because I feel like sometimes I'll set goals and be like, oh, I want to get 50,000 subscribers. But like, you can't control that. Like, you can't control someone subscribing to you, but you can control uploading four videos a week or uploading Mm -hmm. one podcast a week. Like, yeah, no, that is a good one. I'm so bad about that. Like, thinking about things that I have no say in at all. Mm -hmm. But then it's just like, it almost makes you want to change it even more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's good to like set a list of things you want, but then like the goals are things you can achieve to get the things you want. Like if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything else to add before we go into the interview? Uh, no, I don't think. No. I feel like I finally feel used to normal life now. Like things mm-hmm. are, it's not completely normal, but like everything Toronto's open now. Like you can see 25 people inside. Like it feels as yeah. normal. Like as it can you know yeah that's like here too I think we're allowed 25 people inside and 50 outside yeah I'm going to get my eyebrows waxed my nails done and I'm like I that though I will never take for granted like I know never I know and like getting your hair cut I know it's like when we have kids the little things when we have kids it's gonna like do you know how lucky you are (laughs) just go get your hair cut literally (laughs) we were trapped (laughs) inside (laughs) no seriously like you don't know what we went through yeah (laughs) (laughs) I feel like our generation is just never gonna be the same like I don't know even like we will never get over this (laughs) no I know it's like hand sanitizer in your bag at all times like always wash your hands like yeah I just we're gonna be a very hygienic group as parents (laughs) Okay, well, um, thank you guys for listening to the intro and thank you for submitting your answers. If you want to be part of the next intro, follow us on Instagram at Busy Blooming with two Gs. Let's get into the interview with Taylor. Okay, so we're here with Taylor Mobley. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. I was stalking your social like over the last week and I just feel like there's just so much value you provide and there's so much to learn from you and I think our audience just we're gonna learn a lot today and I'm excited <laughs> hey I'm really excited to share and teach and do all the things yeah um okay before we get into it do you want to just take a second introduce yourself tell us who you are what your days look like and so we can just learn about you yeah um my name is Taylor as she said I have been an entrepreneur for six years now so I've worked for myself for six years Um, I started, I have a degree in biochem that I never did anything with. (laughs) And when I graduated school, I realized I didn't love working for other people. I had other, you know, ambitions and goals and decided right away, right out of college to start working for myself and make it work. And it was really crazy because my husband and I graduated at the same time and we, he worked at a bike shop right out of school and I quit my job to work for myself. It was like... That first year was really crazy for us totally. trying to navigate, you know, a really shoestring budget and figuring out, you know, if I was really going to be able to make what I was doing work. And while he looked for other jobs in his field, it was really crazy. Um, and that's kind of the reality of being in your early twenties. I feel like yeah, yeah. that way. Um, we thought it would be easier for him to find a job after graduating. And it was really hard for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he still landed in something that's not even exactly what he has his degree in. Okay. I feel like it's sometimes just sold as like, okay, you can get a degree and then you're gonna be able to go right into the workforce. Totally. It's a little bit harder than that. Yeah, no kidding. It's so Um, true. You know, those first couple years were a little touch and go. And then my husband ended up getting a, you know, corporate position he really loves. My business really started taking off. 
and um, we were a little bit more stable and comfortable in yeah. our in our life and our finances and everything. And a few years later, we had my son, and he's two now, which is crazy. He's so cute. Uh, I love all the photos you post of him. <laughs> So much. Um, and we have number two on the way. We're really excited. Oh, yeah. uh, Congrats. Thanks. So we have a lot of great things happening now, but it was like real touch and go there. Like the first yeah. two, two years post-grad, um, you know, but now it's great. I started my, my entrepreneurial journey uh, with my lifestyle blog and that transitioned over the last couple of years into uh, a lot of business coaching for small business owners, uh, women specifically. And I started my podcast and now I have all those arms that are, you know, different income streams, which are great and definitely allow me to do a lot of different things. So I'm constantly, you know, switching my days up and feeling really fulfilled in all aspects of that. Uh, as far as what my days look like, um, they're different every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I try to structure it as best as I can. Um, I have childcare, which means I'm able to really focus on work four days a week. And basically, you know, I schedule all of my podcast interviews for my podcast happen on Wednesdays. So I try to make it so that each day is kind of dedicated to a different income stream right. so that I can spend like dedicated creative time on specific areas of my business, you know, so Wednesdays are podcasts. Mondays are usually my blog. Tuesdays uh, and Fridays tend to be for my business coaching clients. And that just allows me to not have to jump from like idea to idea, yeah. not necessarily fully connected. Um, I find that makes me a little bit less productive. So I've dedicated certain days to certain things and that has helped a lot. And, you know, as far as hours, I typically work like 11 to three. Okay. And then a little bit at night after my yeah. But with a toddler, it's a little harder to have like longer work hours. So totally. yeah. we do what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I, I love what you said too, like going to work for yourself right out of university or college, like that is such a bold decision. And I would love to get into that more. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll yeah. About we'll get into it. <laughs> Um, okay. So a question we ask every single guest, and I would love to hear your answer to this is, um, if you could go back to yourself at 18, what is something you would tell your 18 year old self? I would tell a lot of things. To yeah. my 18 -year -old. Uh, probably the first one is don't marry the person you're in love with right now. <laughs> that's not going to be a great plan for you. It's not what I did. So that was great. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Also, I would tell myself to not box myself into a corner when it comes to college. Mm -hmm. um, so I went into school with a really singular mindset on what I wanted to do when I graduated. And when that plan kind of derailed, I was left really frustrated and struggling to find a new plan. Mm -hmm. And so if I were to like do it again, go back to be 18 and going into college again, I would do all of my like, uh, what do they call them? Um, your general education classes, right? I would tell myself to take all of those first and really like branch out into some other elective courses that maybe don't have anything to do with what I, my degree was in so that I could see if I liked anything else and just like give myself an opportunity to explore other opportunities for me to be good at something else or mm -hmm. like something else before I really dive full force into four years of a degree that I didn't end up loving, Yeah, you know? So that's my advice. <laughs> totally. No, that's great. And because uh, you said you took biochem, right? Like that is so crazy <laughs> different than what you're doing now. Did yeah. you want to go into like the medical area or what um, were you? I wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh, okay. And I had wanted to be that my entire life. And you could not have told me at 18 that like, that's not what I was going to end up doing. Yeah, totally. 
and we're all really, you know, headstrong at 18. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 10 years later, I have a little bit of a different view, but yeah. you know, it's fine. Um, and I get it. Cause I remember being 18 and I remember you could, you couldn't have told me what to do. So totally. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. Um, but I wish like for my kids and stuff, one thing I hope to impart on them as they are going into th- um, college and turning 18 is there's a lot of things you can be good at. And there's a lot of things you can like, and you don't have to only be good at or like one thing. And mm-hmm. that was my problem was I was like, I knew I was good at science and I knew that I wanted to do this thing. I didn't let myself like learn to love anything else. Right. Isn't you know? it? It's so interesting, like how like confident we are and what we think at 18. Yeah. And I felt like the more, <laughs> like the older I got up until now, I'm almost 25. Like I yeah. less and less know, like with each year, it's, it's so interesting. <laughs> Oh, same. I don't know anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, way less than I thought I did at 18. You I know. know. I know. No, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. I am. Um, yeah. I really, your content is a lot about empowering women and building their businesses. And I think that's really, um, like, I think our audience can learn a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to just get into almost the topic of like achieving everything you want in your twenties. Like I think a lot of, (laughs) it's a big, it's a big statement. Yeah. And yeah, I think sometimes like we were almost saying, you kind of don't really know what you want to do. And, um, but I feel like when we graduate, we almost have this idea of like, okay, I kind of know what I want to accomplish. This is kind of what I want my life to look like, but you don't know how to get there. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you think is the best place to start? Like, where do you even start when you want to kind of change your life and get to a certain goal? I mean, I always reverse engineer what the goal is, right? So I start with where I want to end up. Right. So I knew eventually when I was transitioning from post-grad into owning my own business, I knew that I wanted, you know, a six-figure business. I knew that I wanted to help women. And I knew, you know, that I wanted to have multiple income streams. Those were really my three goals. So I started there. I didn't know what those income streams were. I didn't know how I was going to hit that six figure mark. I, you know, I didn't know how I was going to help women. I just knew that those were things that I wanted. So I started there and I put them on a whiteboard and I was like, okay, so then moving backwards, what did some of these things mean to me? And, you know, for me helping women in the beginning looked like that was my blog. Right. So in the beginning, it looked like really affordable makeup tips or travel ideas, you know, um, life hacks, things of that nature. And that felt like that was helping women. So that checked that box for me. Right. right. As I've progressed now, I coach women, um, in business and that's still helping women. Right. So I'm still right. doing that goal. It's just the how has looked a little different and that's okay. Right. Um, you know, when it came to income streams, I didn't know what that looked like in the beginning either. So I started yeah. with one and then as I progressed, I was able to realize, Hey, this is something that I could do as well. And this is something that connects to the other two things that I'm doing and I can tie them all together. And there are my multiple income streams. Right. Right. And that checked that box. And, you know, I knew that I wanted a six figure business. And with all of the other things that I just said combined led to that. Right. So I didn't right. know exactly how, but by working on the other two things, it happened naturally. Mm-hmm. So I think I always tell people to start with the goal and then work your way backwards. Yeah, totally. No, I love that system. And I think that can apply even if you're not someone who owns your own business, I think in any, like any goal. Yeah. Like yeah. even if you're working a nine to five, like I am and doing mm-hmm. stuff on the side, it's like, okay, well, I know I want to work at this company and I like doing yeah. these things. So like, how do I get those things in my career? Mm-hmm. Like 
that's, that's what my a, husband does. He's not totally. an entrepreneur, right? He works a hundred percent corporate nine to five job. And yeah. even he's like, okay, I know I want this position eventually. So what are the steps that I need to get to that position? And like, he's working on his master's because that's one of those steps, right? To get right. to the next position. So it's not, it's definitely not just people who are entrepreneurial. That's mm-hmm. for any goal. If you want to buy a house, okay, start with the goal of buying a house right? and then work your way backwards. And what are the things you need to put in place to get to that goal? You know, totally. No, I, I love that. So I know a lot of your content, which I love is like setting goals and, um, yeah even if it's like monthly, yearly, daily. And I, I want to get to that a little bit more later. So yeah. when you are setting goals, I think for me, sometimes I can find it like a little bit overwhelming. I'm like, okay, this week, I want to get all these things done. And this month, I want to do all these things. Like yeah. what steps do you take? Like, are there certain criteria or like certain things you keep in mind when like setting your goals? Like, do you set them every day or like how, what's your system? I usually start with a five-year goal, like okay to be like my overarching goals. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I break it down from there. Okay. So if this is what my five, this is the same thing. I reverse engineer here too. Right. So I start with a five-year plan (laughs) and (laughs) with the knowledge that I have room to change that anytime I want. Totally. I could wake up one day and be like that five-year plan doesn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come up with a new one and that's okay. So like, don't Mm -hmm. cement it in for yourself, but yeah, have an idea of where you would like to be going. And then from there say, okay, if I want to get here in five years, what does that look like each year? Mm-hmm. So what should I be working towards each year so that at the culmination of this five years, this I've reached my goal. Right. You break it down by there. And then you go, okay, by year. So what does that look like by year? And you focus on the year that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. So I know that I need to get, this is my overarching goal for each year to make it to my five-year plan. So let's look at that on a year perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can do it a couple different ways. If monthly works for you, you could totally break that year goal down by month. For me, I prefer to do quarterly goals uh, because it's a little bit easier to assess growth. And if you've like moved forward after a quarter versus a month, have an off month, but it doesn't throw your whole quarter off. Right. So I prefer to do it quarterly. And then when I'm living in my little quarter, right? When we're going through the quarter that we're in, then I typically have a couple different monthly goals going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from the monthly goals, then it turns into weekly and then weekly turns into daily. So I go backwards. um, (laughs) and I try to start with that five year and I'll break it all the way down to some daily things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think everyone's so different when it comes to planning and goals. And like, I find it so interesting, like just with this podcast too, like everyone's so different. Some people will be like, Oh, I don't even know what I'm doing next week. Like I'm so not a goal person. Like what do you, I am, I am, I'm very type A. (laughs) I am too. I I love like planning and getting your new planner and like I use notion and yeah, I like love it too. But what do you like, do you ever have clients that come to you and they're like, I'm not like a planner. I'm not a goal person. Like, how do you deal with that? That's why they hire me. Yeah. <laughs> because I put it in place for them. Um, yeah. A huge part of my business working with, you know, small business owners specifically is creating systems for them so that mm-hmm. they don't have to think about it. Right? right. So a lot of what I do is developing project management systems that they, all they have to do is plug and play. Mm-hmm. Right. Or creating, I will sit down and create weekly routines for people who don't know how to do that. And there's no shame in not knowing how to do that. That's some people's skill and it's not some people's skill, right? There are a lot of things that I am not good at. 
that I hire other people to do for me totally. because I'm not good at it. Right. I happen to be good at the productivity and the time management. So I can go in and look at somebody's day and week and how they're currently operating and see some of those inefficiencies and help them put together a routine that actually serves what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think some of the things that I, I do for those people are we need to figure out how your brain operates in the sense of if having a strict to-do list really stresses you out, we're not going to do that. There are an infinite amount of ways to get something accomplished, right? So I think the first thing I do is set actual realistic parameters with people on what they are able to feasibly wrap their head around and do. Because what happens is I could give somebody a really beautiful daily routine, something wrapped up in a pretty package and a bow and give them a project management system and it's great. And if that's not how they feasibly can operate day to day, it will never work for them, Mm -hmm. you know? And so just being realistic with, I'm a morning person or I'm not a morning person. That's not true. (laughs) That's somebody else is a morning person, right? So being realistic, if somebody's a morning person, I'm not going to structure their day to be really heavy in the afternoon. Um, Or if somebody isn't like, I'm a night owl. So I know I am never going to wake up at 5 a.m. Never. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many articles tell me all the millionaires wake up at 5 a.m. I'm not going to do it. It's not how I operate, right? So I know that if I created a schedule for myself that had me starting at 5 a.m., I would set myself up for failure every single time. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing that, I sit down and I'm realistic and I'm like, well, when are my best creative hours of the day? Mm -hmm. I need to put my to-do list and my tasks and my schedule surrounding those hours because that's what works for me. Totally. You know, does that answer your question? I feel like I have a tangent there. No, no, no. I love, I love what you said. And I think that's a good idea. It's like, like you said, I, I feel like there needs to be a justice for night owls. Like, I feel like they get such a bad event. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> productive. It's just a different time of day. I know my partner, he's a total night owl. And I'm not like, I'm a total morning person, but I feel like if you're more productive in the morning, for some reason, like that is just more glorified. I don't know why. 100%, <laughs> like, it is. Yeah. But listen, 10 PM is my time to shine. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think like a lot of our audience that works like a nine to five and like they work full time. And a lot of, this is kind of our topic this week, but a lot of people do have side hustles. Like how do you balance everything? Like, what is your, do you think like that is the best thing? Like setting goals is like the best way to kind of balance out what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I think again, we'll go back to like being realistic. Right. How many hours do you work your job? And then how many extra hours do you have time to work on your business? Mm-hmm. And then additionally, making sure you have time for your partner and yourself and like relaxing activities, yeah. right? Because we could all say, well, we could work, you know, a full-time job and a part-time business that we run. But does that mean you're working hundred hours a week? Because that's not sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. So instead being realistic and writing out what you can actually put towards everything mm-hmm. so that you can make sure that you are unbalanced in your self-care and the time you spend with your friends and your partner and your family and things like that, because those are things we forget to sometimes pen into our to-do list Mm, and then they end up really neglected. Totally. I love that you said that because I think I've said this before on the podcast, but it's like a lot of the time we equate like the amount of hours we put into something to success. It's like, if you just burn yourself out and you're like, don't sleep, like you're going to be more successful. And I, I think that's, I love that you said like planning in like self-care time with your partner, with your family. Like that's so important. It is. I mean, I, I don't think 
people can sustain burning the candle at both ends eternally. And I think right. the, I love the word hustle, but I've really reclaimed it for myself in the sense like, I don't believe for me, hustle means that I have to work 24 seven or I'm not successful. Hustle for me means I only work four days a week because right. that works for my family, you know? Yeah. So I think back to your original question, that balancing both things, just being realistic before you start on, okay, I know that I have, even if it's 10 hours a week to work on your part-time plus your full-time job, right? Mm -hmm. Then divide that up and figure out how many hours a day that is mm -hmm. and start building that into your schedule mm -hmm. and start yeah. there so that you don't overwork to the point of burnout. Totally. And I think balancing, like sometimes we think balancing is like you have enough time for work and you have enough time for your side stuff. But like balance is you have enough time for both those things and like what you said, like self-care. Yeah. And I think remembering sometimes too, that sometimes that means you don't do something one week in the lieu of something right. else. Right. So sometimes it doesn't mean that everything is allocated equal amounts of time. Right. Sometimes that means you know, your self-care needs to be prioritized one week because you're struggling. Right. And that means you do less working on the side hustle, or maybe sometimes you're feeling really jazzed and you want to work more on the side hustle and you don't need yeah. to necessarily do, you know, extra self-care because you're feeling really excited and your cup is being filled in this area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think just recognizing that balance is an ebbing flow of, of criteria here. Mm -hmm. And it can shift and change and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily believe, you know, that balance means everything is allocated equal attention. Right. Sometimes it shifts and some things need more attention. So other things get less and then it is opposite the next time, you know? Yeah. I, lo I love that you said that. It's like honoring how you feel. Like if you don't want to, if you don't feel good one week, like taking a week off is like the best thing ever. Like, yep. It's just, it's so needed. And I think it's so looked down upon hopefully less and less as time goes on. But I think, yeah, like taking a break or taking a week off, even like using your paid time off from your job. Like it's just, it's so necessary. People are really scared to do that. Even my husband, totally. we've had a lot of conversations about that. You know, he's always like, well, I have so much, you know, PTO saved up right now. I could take off like every other Friday for the rest of the year, but I don't want to because what if somebody needs me, you know? Right, it's yeah. Like, Maybe that's for you. Yeah. <laughs> you're you okay that. to use that. They're encouraging you to use that. Mm -hmm. So don't let that go to waste because you're concerned about that, you know, put things in place and make sure that people understand when that time is being taken so that you can work around that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and barring any crazy emergencies. Right. Right. It's okay to take one day. Absolutely. And I, I think like sometimes too, when we're like kind of more entry-level jobs, like you think it's like, you're almost going to get in trouble or something. Like yeah. it's almost like scared to take time off, but I, I've never been in a situation where they look down upon it. Like take and your time. Potentially that's a red flag for an employer, right? Totally. If somebody is giving you this time off, but then discouraging you from using it. Yeah. For me, that would be a red flag for the company that you're working with too, because I've, I fully believe companies really should be concerned about the mental health of their Absolutely. employees because we do better work when we're feeling really good about mm -hmm. what's happening around us, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's so true. What I love about your content a lot is you talk about mindset a lot too. And I think mindset is something that I 
try like different ones. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to be like in the growth mindset, which I want to talk to you about and like trying to be motivated and rather than disciplined. And like, Mm -hmm. what is your view on shifting your mindset? Like what, what has worked for you? Yeah, I think mindset is huge. And I didn't believe this was a real thing until like halfway through running my own business. I was like, my mindset's fine. And I think that really hindered me um, in all areas of my life, not to put focus on what my mindset actually was. And when I started to dig into it, I realized I had a lot of negative mindsets and negative circles surrounding a lot of things, finances, money, business, relationships. There's a lot of things I was in like really negative cycles in. Mm -hmm. I just wrote off as normal. Right. And I didn't realize we're like in negative cycles to be in. Right. Yeah. And then I started seeing a therapist and it was great. Yeah. I highly recommend, right? Totally. Yeah. (laughs) That there's a lot of unhealthy mindsets I had about a lot of things that I needed to shift. And, you know, I think just about every woman probably a little bit struggles with imposter syndrome, right? That's Absolutely. I think so. I struggle with it a ton. Um, I haven't figured out how to eliminate it completely. So I'll let you know if I do. I think it's something that really ebbs and flows as well. Right. So like Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel really great. Sometimes you have to really work on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But having the, I think growth mindset is amazing. Right. I think having something you can always go back to when you're feeling really negative is really important for me. I have, you know, some guided meditations that I really like that make me feel really good that help recenter. Right. Mm -hmm. I have some podcasts that I, that I listen to that really help recenter when I'm feeling really into the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. having a therapist is really helpful when you're struggling with a lot of this stuff because mm-hmm. even if it's not you know just with it doesn't have to be just entrepreneurial stuff right it could be just mm-hmm. life in general that you're struggling with the imposter syndrome or your nine yeah. to five and having somebody to talk to about that that's non-biased I think is really important um yeah but growth mindset in general is really important because we will get caught up in those really negative cycles and it's really hard to get out of it all by yourself. Yeah. Could you talk about growth mindset? Like for those who don't have never heard of it? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, growth mindset means that I am, I don't just box myself into one way of thinking, right? I have the ability to look at other things and expand my way of thinking um, and make sure that when I am thinking about especially goals and things of that nature too. Yeah. That I have a really positive outlook on it and that I'm working towards really observing the negative thoughts. Sometimes, you know, it can be really hard for us to face those head on, Mm -hmm. you know, but for me, my system is usually I'll observe what the negative thought is. I usually thank myself for having it because it's usually a protective type of thought, right? So I can't do this. So if I look at the root of that, it's, I don't want to fail at this, right? Right. So my, in that case, my mind and my body are just trying to protect me from the idea of failure. And Mm -hmm. so usually I thank myself for doing that and say, I don't actually need this thought. It doesn't serve me. I'm, it's not a fear that I need to entertain. So then I can let it go Mm -hmm. and I can move forward with a new, more positive thought. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Something that's interesting that you said is like mindset versus strategy. Like, I think I am definitely, I think a lot of people like this, like you think of strategy, you're like, okay, I'm going to post this many times on Instagram and this many times on the blog and like, whatever it is, like work this many hours at my job. Like how, like, could you speak about that a little bit? Like, how do you differentiate those two? Mm -hmm. So for me, 
there were, there came a time where I wasn't growing as fast as I wanted to grow. Um, and mm -hmm. I hit kind of hit a plateau and I was like, I need more strategy. I need more strategy. So right. I can get past this and I can move forward. Right. And it did not matter what strategy I chose. I stayed in the same spot. And I had, yeah. and, I, and I realized after I had gotten my own business coach and, you know, talking to other people who were in business and my problem was not the strategy. My problem was my mindset surrounding the growth, right? And there were a lot right. of things I was scared of growing or I didn't think I, sh I could, could grow the way that I wanted to go because of, of different things. I was scared of what that it meant. I would need to hire people and that scared me or it meant I would have more money and I didn't know what to do with that, right? Or I didn't feel like I was worthy of it. Mm -hmm. And so when once I finally kind of worked through a lot of those emotions, I broke the ceiling that I was in and I didn't change mm -hmm. my strategy at all. So, right. you know, I realized that it was how I presented myself. And, and when I had worked through those, that really came through in my content, right? Mm -hmm. Because I was feeling better. I was more motivated. I was excited about the next steps and I wasn't so hesitant on mm -hmm. getting those next steps, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. That, that's very powerful. I think and I, I've actually never even thought about it like that. I've always just focused on the strategy and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm positive, whatever, but yeah. it's so true. And I think that applies to like everything. Like, like we were saying before, like if you're at a job and you're like, I want this manager job, but like you just, you have these like subconscious feelings around it. Like you're like, oh, I'm never going to get it. Or I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm this way. Like I can't do that. Oh, like, absolutely. It doesn't really matter what you're doing at work. Like your mindset will never get you there. Exactly. That's so interesting. And I think people struggle the most, in my opinion, oftentimes surrounding the financials and right. money mindset. And that's a really hard one for people. And I think we all have, whether you think you do or not, I didn't think I did. And I did have like, you know, trauma and surrounding money and what that looks like for you. And if you, a lot of times it's feeling worthy of it and feeling okay to receive it and Right. allowing it to like support you instead of being a source of anxiety. And a lot of us, you know, have had times where we lived paycheck to paycheck or currently live paycheck to paycheck, or we live in a fixed income, um, you know, and, and there isn't a lot of room, but there's always a new way to think about it. Yeah. So whether or not you're in a position to like triple your income overnight, right? Yeah. That's not the, that's not usually the issue. The yeah. issue is usually we often live in a scarcity mindset. And so of course you're, you're not going to move forward, right? Of course you're not going right. to get other things coming in because you're terrified of, you know, the amount that you already have. So I think I did a lot of like healing around money and that was really important for me so that I could be a better coach and teacher and, and entrepreneur. And I think that, I think if you really struggle with that, attacking that head on is really important. I think it, I've seen for my clients and for me personally, like that's one of the biggest mindset blocks. Yeah, that that's very, very interesting. I think that there's so many like subconscious things like we don't even realize. Oh, absolutely. Like you just push yes. stuff down and down, like especially with this mindset stuff. So like, no, no, I'm like so determined and I want this. Like that's yeah. really all it is. Like you're like, that's all yeah, I have though. <laughs> like I just really, really want it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Sometimes that's okay. That's what you work with. Totally. Yeah. So like... I think a big thing, and I saw this on your content as well, is like how bad comparison can get, like whether it's at your job or you're in school or especially I feel like if you're doing something on social media, like, like we are both of us, like yeah. comparison is so bad. 
And I think it can really get you down and get you discouraged. Like what advice do you have for kind of combat and comparison and just like trying to disassociate almost from other people's success? This is another mindset shift I had to do. And what I found was when I really truly was able to believe that there's room for everyone at the top, right? I didn't have to compare anymore because it didn't matter. You know, I, I had spent a lot of years comparing and being like, well, you know, they're getting opportunities that I wish I had, or they're beating me in follower count, or, you know, they have more clients than I do. I spent, a, and, and that was discouraging. And I spent a lot of years being frustrated about that. Instead of saying, it is amazing that they have this opportunity. I cannot right. wait for my turn. Yeah, I like that. You know, yeah. and so when I shifted how I thought about that and how I felt about that, I didn't struggle so much with the comparison because I believe at the core of like who I am that there's room for every single person to be successful if that's what they want. And so if you have that as like a core belief, then you're not threatened or, or nervous about other people succeeding and you're, you don't have to compare because you know that your turn is coming. You know that there's room for both of you to be successful and each of you have separate talents to bring to the table and that's good. Absolutely. I think there's so much power in what you said, like in being happy for other people, like genuinely happy. Like even if you have to fake it to make it at first, like it is a freeing feeling. It like it, it frees you of any sort of like negative emotion when somebody else is doing great. Like, cause it is great for them. Like you yeah. would want someone to do that. And you to want you. somebody to cheer for you when it's your exactly. turn to be successful, right? So yeah. we have to practice cheering for others when it's not our turn. Absolutely. And like, I think it's so hard when you're trying to grow on YouTube or Instagram. It's like, it, cause it is so numbers based. Like you can literally see like yeah. someone has more followers or whatever. Yeah, it's it really, really tough. But I think something that's helped me too is like, someone else's success has nothing to do with you. Like it's exactly. not about you at all. Like that's just them. And so. I also think, okay, so you're concerned, like somebody could be concerned about numbers, but think of how many people you follow because you follow one person. Does that mean you can't follow anybody else? So you have to only follow right. one number, right? Mm-hmm. People follow different people for different reasons. So just Absolutely. because somebody has X amount of followers, does that mean that those followers would never follow you? And so now you've lost this many people who would never follow. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Totally. Absolutely. And so I think we struggle with that. Like, oh, they have so many and it's taking away from me. But that's really not the case, especially when it comes to follower count. Like I think of how many people I follow and, you know, you know, if you think of bloggers, how many people I've purchased things from, that doesn't mean I can never purchase from somebody else because I purchased yeah. from this person. Like, there's just an infinite amount of people in the universe to support an infinite amount of creators or an infinite amount of people who are doing other types of jobs, right? There's just, there's a lot of different ways that you can succeed. And that doesn't mean that somebody's taking away from you. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think it like relates to even like if you're at work and someone gets promotion, it's like, it's mm-hmm. just like so powerful to just be happy for them. And like you said, like your turn is coming. Like, and sometimes like when it comes to work or maybe not follower count, but like sometimes you just, maybe that wasn't meant for you. Like if someone else does something great, like that could be a sign, like, okay, that's maybe that's just, isn't my next step. Like I'm going in another direction. A door closing. So another one can open, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think too, if you're in like a nine to five position as well, you might be like, well, followers don't mean anything to me and somebody got a promotion and I'm stuck here. Right. (laughs) So another way you can look at that is, obviously be happy for the people that get promoted. Right. But then also think 
continue to do your best work so that other people can have you on a radar. But then also if an opportunity somewhere else opens up, you'll have this experience, you'll have great letters of recommendation. Like by continuing to excel, even if somebody gets chosen over you for a promotion, it still opens doors and allows other people to view you as really important and an asset. So you either have a different position that's available to you or you get awesome recommendations for another company. Absolutely. And I think this ties back to what we were saying at the beginning too. Like think of us at 18 or you at 18, like listening, like what you wanted. Imagine if you got what you wanted when you were 18. Like, I mean, that would be not great for me. Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes it's like, thank God I didn't get what I wanted. Like, thank God it happened for somebody else. Cause it's like, you would never be where you are now. So I think that's always important to remember. Like you think you might want something, but there's something greater in store. And that's why you didn't get that thing. Or yeah, I think even with followers, it's like, maybe you're really trying to grow on a certain platform and you're not. So you try something else out and that platform is better for you. Like, I don't know. I think you can always find like some sort of positivity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would love to talk to you. Like I I read your post on your blog. I think it was on your blog and it was um, like 2021 goals. It's not too late. Like it's never too late. (laughs) I love that. I did a video about that recently as well. Like reflecting on 2021 goals halfway through the year. And I think this has been an interesting year, like 2021. Oh, I think, for sure. It, yeah, like it might not have been exactly what we thought. I think COVID maybe went on a little bit longer than some of us thought and things got changed. Like, what is your take on that? Like, ne- it never being too late to achieve your yearly goals. No, it's not. And even if that means you adjust your goals. Right. Right? Like, sometimes there have been times where I've set things you know, for my year in January and in June or July, I'm like, okay, we need to (laughs) reevaluate because things have happened. We've gone different directions with other things. Certain things didn't pan out. So I always do a like six or seven month evaluation during the year and say, okay, I had this much time left. Let's Mm -hmm. kind of revamp what we're doing for the rest of the year. Right. And sometimes you're perfectly on track and you're like, great, you keep everything the way that it's going. It's going awesome. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I got to middle of 2020 and I'm like, okay, well, (laughs) I didn't know in January this was happening. So I need to Mm -hmm. kind of shift what I'm doing here. And that's okay. I always believe that goals can be fluid and it's never too late. So don't marry your goals, right? Mm -hmm. Be excited when you achieve them, if you achieve them. But if not, that just means it's time to pivot a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And and decide what, if if you want to keep going in the direction you're going, Let's just adjust that goal a little bit, yeah. right? And if you decide that's not actually something I want to be doing and I'd like to shift, now we get to pivot, right? right. And that gets to be something else. So it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think like, I think most people listening are like around their twenties, like mm-hmm. you change so much every year, like who you were at the beginning of 2021, I'm sure in some way, yeah. shape or form, like you have grown in some way. And I think- yeah that like attributes to our goals as well. Like sometimes you really, really like, so you want to like start a podcast or get this new job. Like maybe that's yeah. not what you want anymore and that's okay. So I think it's great to like check in. I love that. Like checking in at six months and like redoing yeah. it. Absolutely. So when you were on this journey of like starting your business and then getting to where you are now, like mm-hmm. what do you think is something you wish you knew before you started? Like something you mistake you made or just something like you wish you could have told yourself before getting into all this? Yeah, I wish I would have reminded myself to like invest in myself sooner. 
I wish I'd had a coach sooner. I'd wish I had done different courses sooner and allowed myself to learn continually instead of having to trial and error it the entire way. Right. And it would have been a little bit like healthier for me <laughs> to yeah. um, like realize that it's okay to have help to get from right. point A to point B. You don't mm -hmm. have to do it by yourself. You don't have to do it all alone. You don't have to, you know, fail your way through to the end. There are a lot of people who are great, who are a couple steps ahead of you doing what you want to do that can help you. Mm -hmm. And I used to think like in the very beginning that that was like a sign of failure or that you don't deserve to be doing what you're doing if you have to have help doing it. And I fully don't believe that anymore. And I wish instead of feeling that, I realized it was actually a source of strength to say, okay, this is what I want to do and I need help to get there. So mm -hmm. who can help me? You know, yeah. figuring out where to find those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like there's so much value in like mentorship and like just getting other people's Absolutely. take on stuff. I, I think sometimes yeah. like I can definitely like ha have a, not like an ego, but like you just, you know what you want so clearly, like of what yeah. you're doing. You're like, I know what I'm doing, but there is yeah. so much value in like leading on other people. And I love, I love that. That's, that's a really good one. Like what is one piece of advice as we mm -hmm. were saying, like to someone who might feel discouraged, like they're like, okay, we, I think we have like five and a half months left of the year. Like yeah. I haven't done everything I wanted to do. Like, what would you say to somebody like that? Yeah. Throw everything out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of every goal that you thought you made, throw it all out the window, sit down and start fresh and say, okay, forgetting all of that, what do I want to still accomplish by the end of the year? Right. What are some new goals that I can set that are more achievable for the next five and a half months? Like, yeah. what are some other things that I can sit down and look at and work towards right. the rest of this year? Instead of feeling like so far from the goals you set in January, just like set them aside, yeah. go back to ones that are still relevant and then yeah. make new ones if you need to. But there's no reason that you need to be tied to something that doesn't feel good anymore or yeah. that makes you feel discouraged. So like realign, revamp and sit down and refocus. Yeah. I, I love that. that. I think that's such a like fresh, empowering way to think about it. Cause I think like yeah. you said, sometimes you can be so discouraged when you're like, I set up this goal and I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, and they're the only yeah. person that will know those things like or view them as yeah as you so if you stop viewing them that way then they're not that way yeah okay well wow I think that was everything I wanted to yes. ask you about I feel like I, I'm inspired I'm like ready to go crush some goals now <laughs> yay I love it um so love plug that. all your stuff like your courses your coaching like yeah. everything like where can people find you Absolutely. So probably the best place to start would be uh, on my Instagram, which is at Taylor Mobley coaching mm -hmm. and everything is linked there. So the pod, mm -hmm. my podcast is there. My blog is in the bio, all of that good stuff is there. Um, and then the, you know, you can always check out my coaching is the link in bio. And I talk about that all the time in my stories. So probably hanging out with me there is the best place to start. And then you can always check out blondeandambitiousblog.com, which is my blog on the internet. And that mm -hmm. also links all of my stuff to my podcast, my coaching, and all my weekly blog posts. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone go follow. I love your content. I find it so inspiring. Like it's just so, I feel like relevant for women Thank at any you. age, but especially like women in their twenties, it's very yeah. empowering. So go check her out, go follow her. 
Thank you. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was super fun. Um, and yeah. Okay. Well, thank Amazing. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you.